Cairo, Seattle. It's time to get schooled with a professor, John Clayton. And welcome to Schooled with a Professor. Lots of things coming up on the agenda for the National Football League. You've got the labor vote. You've got the cap. Still waiting to get that number for the cap and all that stuff. And joining us here on Schooled with a Professor is Dan Wetzel of Yahoo Sports. And I guess the biggest thing that I'm kind of baffled at, although I understand why covering like eight of these labor negotiations, is that uh, you know they haven't put the cap number out yet. But the problem is, I guess, you know they're working on the language of the new CBA. And until they get that done... They can't sit down and figure out uh, what the cap number is. You know, I, I agree with you on that because I think if you can put out a cap number that's, you know, 10, 10, 20, you know, whatever percentage number you have bigger, I think it's a lot easier for players to see, okay, everybody in this locker room, there's, you know, let's just say it's 20% and it could be higher, could you know, whatever. Um that that would be helpful to, I think, just winning support for it amongst players. I mean, if you know there's more pool of money, and and it's right now, it's sort of like there's going to be more money, or we're going to be able to get you this much, but the specifics will would I think help win the day. Well, that's why you know, the the thought was, you know, and I think everybody's kind of pointing to two hundred million dollars, but almost as a sales pitch for the uh, new CBA. I mean, if they could put the cap at two hundred five, I think that could even win more votes. Now, the problem is, I mean, can they technically do that? Because I mean, if you go back to last year, I think the cap was going to be above like about one ninety one, one ninety two, and the uh, union elected to take it to one eighty eight two because they wanted to put more things into benefits. I would imagine in, in the sales pitch if they can not give away benefits but just kind of take it so that they would get more in the cap this year it would help sell this thing yeah i i agree i mean look at, at the end of the day people are going to want money and, and then you say look and then we're going to renegotiate you know and then we're then then it could go up higher over the course of this deal some kind of certainty uh i don't know about you i mean i think this is going to pass i think there's so much benefit for the rank and file player that i, I don't think what the what the stars come up with that is, is just my theory that, you know, even the 17th game, uh, you know, a guy who has a four year career, he just added, you know, almost a quarter of their season, a quarter, you know, four more paychecks. Uh, I, you know, I, I think it'll pass, but I think the more certainty and the more bit where you can just see quite clearly, um, you know, here comes 10% more money, you know, here's, here's 18 million more dollars or here's, here's 25 million more dollars coming into, into, per team into this locker room and there's only 53 of you um that's that's a pretty that's a pretty nice little uh way to sell it so yeah it, it's it's tricky obviously these things have a lot of moving parts and the fact they're a year ahead of time uh is nice because usually they have to do the thing at the last second and and uh it's, it's chaotic well, and that's the thing that I think that, uh, I don't know if you agree with this, but people were missing the boat on. They say, well, no, you can get a better deal later. You can't. I mean, I'm not saying this is the right deal, but this is the best time to get the deal for several reasons. First off, I mean, you now have a, a good bidding period from the networks where they could take everything up 60%. And actually, if they do that, then 48.8% go to the players if they can get a 60% increase in the media revenue. And I think that's a possibility. You know, secondly, if you wait, 
the numbers are going to go down because you go into an election year. Election year usually pulls the ratings down. You have uh, more uncertainty. Certainly now with the the viral thing that's going around, you know that can affect the economy and affect everything else. I mean, this was the time to do the deal because I don't think it would be any better doing it later. I mean, nothing points to the idea that it's going to be better later, right? It's right. possible, but you had the sure thing right now, and, and I agree with you um, on all of that. And, you know, maybe you can get, you know, are the owners really that desperate? I, the last labor negotiation, I never sensed that the, the owners were worried. You know, I covered that. I covered that more intricately. The problem. Well, I haven't done this one. It doesn't really affect the average fan. Where it's like, are we going to play? Um, the seventeenth game does, and the and and obviously the expanded playoff affects the fans. But for the most part, you know whether whether your your local team, your favorite team's players at forty eight point five percent or forty nine point two five percent, not a big not not really going to change your your view of how things are going, but. I, I always sense that the owners were just like, these guys are never going to take this strike. They can't afford it. They can't do it. They don't want to do it. And so I don't really think this is a deal where you're going to force these owners, these 31 pretty much all billionaires, uh, I think by owning the team, you know, you, you might be, uh, into something that they're just all of a sudden going to say, all right, we're going to give you 50, 51%. We just got to get this. I, I just don't see that happening. Uh, and, and this is really a, a time when football has recovered past 16. You know, nobody in, let me put it this way, nobody going into the 2016 election year, so four years ago right now, could have anticipated Colin Kaepernick and then Donald Trump politicizing football. And I, I'm not making a political, uh, I'm not picking a political side here, but nobody would have thought that one of the talking points of a major presidential candidate would be the NFL's terrible. The NFL is un-American, and it had an effect. And so you just you got Trump running again, for better or for worse. You got no idea what he's going to do, or how he's going to when he sees an opening that's going to benefit him. He's going to take it. And so you there's there's a lot of risk going into that because these are not conventional political campaigns. Even it's dangerous enough if you have you know Mitt Romney running against Barack Obama, and it's not really a, a shaky, you know, a, it's a it's a pretty middle middle of the road election. But to do it in this, who knows? Oh, I know, and that's where I think that uh, you know the you have to strike the deal now. And of course, what I think people misinterpret is that uh, right or wrong, the union has been negotiating this for 10, 11 months, and this is the best deal that they felt that they could have. Unfortunately, they didn't communicate it too well to the veteran players, the executive board, the player reps, and all those different things. And so you can see, you know, that it wasn't getting the support of the guys that have been in the league the longest because you know the one thing that most of those guys don't want is that extra game. Right. They don't want the extra game and that and, and they have enough money. But, you know, look, this is the strangest pro sports unions are the strangest labor unions going. Like, you know, if you work at the at a Chrysler plan, you're part of the UAW. Pretty much not everybody makes the same. But if you get in, you know, if I get seniority, I'll eventually make that kind of money. So and, and almost everyone is paid. They're paid similar. So. You know, you you may not be getting as good of a deal because you've been in there two years, but then the guy who's getting 22 years on the line, but you know if you stay, you're the guy who stays 22 years. You don't have that in these things. So you have guys making five, $600,000 is a lot of money, 
but they also know they're going to play two to three years and they have to spend a lot of money and you're not set for life and then you've got guys making 30 million dollars and you know no matter what i do pretty much i'm never getting that 30 million so it's a labor union that deals with you know a, a range of of salaries that are you know what are we talking you know 20x in, in scale, I don't know, quite about 15x in scale between, you know, half a million and, and 30 million. Um, you don't see that in the Carpenters Union. So it's, it's a labor union, but it's a very weird labor union. And so you're going to have very, very divergent opinions. And, and as anyone will tell you, I mean, they just had a, they had a strike against UAW struck against GM this year. It's hard enough doing that, let alone trying to do this. Now, the one benefit is everyone wants to play because it's extremely lucrative to play. And so I, I just think this is going to get done because there's enough guys out there that are like, man, you know, I, I could be gone tomorrow. I don't really care what Aaron Rodgers thinks. Mm-hmm. And an extra game isn't a bad thing for me because it's an extra game check. And once they work that out, I think that was the solution. Again, if, you play in, if you're playing, you have a four-year NFL career, okay, and you're playing 16 games, and now you play 17 games, you've just added the equivalent of a quarter of a, of a fifth season. And that's four more game checks. So I think there's a great incentive for these guys to, to get this done. Yeah, I thought it was very fitting that Nate Solder, left tackle of the Giants, who is their player rep, you know, quizzed like 15 players on his team making the minimum and all young guys. And they all said, OK. And the, and the question was, all right, would you for this amount of an increase for this amount in benefits and for this much less in what you have to do as far as preparation and all that, would you be willing to add a 17th game? And all 15 players said yes. Yeah, because it's one more chance to work. If you're the if you're the up and coming, uh, you're, you're if you're basically on a freelance at anything, someone says, "Hey, you know, you're an up and coming band." They say, "We can get you. I can get you 16 nights uh, playing concerts, or I can get you 17." You take 17. Now, if you've already got, you know, you're you're the uh, I don't know whoever the big uh, you know some old the Rolling Stones. I think the Rolling Stones go touring. Uh, and they go, you go, I don't need another night. I don't really want to do that one more night. But the young, hungry guys, sure, it's one more chance to work. It's one more chance to play, which they love. And it's, it, that, extra, that extra cut is huge because, you, you, you know, look, NFL players, even at the minimum, make a lot of money for real life. But it's not, you're not making the kind of money where you're just set for life. So every one of those checks you know, I, you know, I mean, how many guys at the, at, the, at the back end of a roster, you talk to them and they're like, well, I'm going to play and then I'm hoping to become a high school teacher and a coach or, you know, I, I, got, I got an accounting degree and I'm going to try to use that or whatever their, whatever their plan is. And if they can just sit there and get out of it, play NFL football and enjoy that and at 25 years old be done but have enough money in the bank to buy a house outright or, or have – you know, X number of dollars in a retirement account be that far ahead of everybody else. That's really all they're trying to look for. So whether it's going to be two hundred million or two hundred and five million this year, and of course a big jump, how much do you think that's going to take? Sal, let's if this let's go and agree that this is going to pass. How much do you see jumps in salaries going? Particularly knowing now in two thousand and twenty-one, the likelihood is there's going to be a major jump in the cap. Well. It'll be interesting this year, and then obviously the big one will be next year, I think, when Mahomes. I'm, I'm guessing Mahomes wastes this out for a year. Uh, and then, you know, because how much is Patrick Mahomes worth? Uh, you know. 40 mil. Is he a 40 million? 45? Is he, you know, or does he take less or all that? Um, 
I mean, I, I probably commiserate. I mean, I don't know. It's, it's an excellent question. You know, what does Dallas do with Doc Prescott? Do they sit there and say, all right, we're going to, we, we've got the extra money. We're going to spend it here. Um, does all of this extra money just go to superstars? Uh, how is it managed? All of that. It's, 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 it's actually a uh, competitive situation on how you manage your extra, your extra bump. So I think probably most teams will spend it on star players because that's what they tend to do. And they get really excited about free agency and they get really excited about star players. And probably the smarter ones are, are going to spread that thing out and get, get three or four players for it. Yeah. I mean, as, how do you see this free agent class and how it fits? How good is this free agent group? Well, I mean, I don't think it's a great class. I mean, you got Brady. That's he's an interesting one. Um, but you know, the Brady Brady as the as the headliner is pretty interesting in a class. And I, I don't know what your thoughts are on what you do with Tom Brady. I mean, everyone's talking about you know should the Patriots sign him? Should anyone sign him? Uh, you know, he's forty two. <laughs> he's going to be forty three to start the season, and no one's. No one in modern, you know, the most recent era has kind of gone this long. What's Tom Brady worth is, is a fascinating question to me and, and to see. Is someone really going to give him, like, a three-year deal at, you know, $30 million per or something like that or twenty? I mean, what what is what do you think Tom Brady's worth? Um, you know, and then I think it starts with quarterbacks, and then, you're, you know, then you're falling in line with, with a, a much lesser group of quarterbacks behind him. Um Although intriguing, you know, Dalton uh, certainly is possible, or, you know, a Mariota, things like that. But what, I don't know, what, do you, what would you do with Tom Brady if you were, uh, if you were one of these teams out there, you know, the Chargers or, or maybe the Raiders or somebody that that's, that's clearly in the market for, for a QB, Tennessee yeah. maybe? Yeah, I mean, I, I, can, I can maybe see uh, Tennessee being the team. You, know, you got Mike Brable, who is a teammate. There's a relationship there. I mean, you can see that they've got kind of a shorter type of window because they've invested so heavily in free agency over the last couple of years. And so, like, for example, they're not going to be able to keep Logan Ryan. they got to do what they can do to keep uh, Derrick Henry. And so, uh, you know, once you go big into free agency, like we see in Jacksonville, it catches up to you. Uh, I can't see I, – I don't – by the way, you don't buy that San Francisco stuff do you i mean i don't whatsoever i i don't i mean as a as a media vulture um i love it yeah <laughs> right like it would be great he goes and then takes garoppolo and then garoppolo goes back to the patriots uh and tom's playing for his hometown team that he grew up rooting for and he's in the stands that time with the number one foam finger and he watches the catch and you know the whole thing and then they meet in the super bowl and, uh, you know, please give me that. Okay. As, you know, I'll take that. Um, but I, I don't, I think that's, you know, and I know Garoppolo struggled in that fourth quarter and Garoppolo wasn't able to close that out, but it's, it's hard to win Super Bowls, and he got you there and who says he can't still get better. I mean, he's still a, 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 a I wouldn't call him young, but inexperienced or, or lightly experienced, he's on the lower, you know, on the lower scale of experience. Um, I, you know, I, I just don't think they give up on Jimmy Garoppolo at this point to roll the dice with Brady. And again, you go to he's forty, he's going to be forty three years old. I mean, the guy's the guy's the greatest. He is he's phenomenal. I love watching him play. I love watching him figure out defenses. Uh, you know, he and Manning to me are the two at late career that you just the first quarter and the fourth quarter almost have no no relation. He's, he's like a guy just waiting to see all the pitches. And then he figures out the defense. I love watching that. 
but he's still 43 and uh you know he isn't what he was and how quick is that is that cliff how how, how steep is that cliff that you can drop because in almost every other position you see guys can drop you know you can be a pretty good corner you can be a great cornerback and then a pretty good one and then a bad one real quick and and, and that you know in almost any position um and you just wonder on how long can Brady go are you going to walk away from Jimmy Garoppolo and a guy who got you to the Super Bowl and got you got you there and just couldn't quite make it done just on the hopes that we're going to return and Tom Brady's going to close it out well, and just think you know, about that, the, that's the that's problems. I mean, first off, to keep a Super Bowl team together is difficult, and you can see the difficulty the 49ers are facing right now. You know, they're trying to see if they can get Eric Armstead to stay. You know, they're going to have to pay even more in the next year to Brenson Buckner to keep him there, or to Forrest Buckner. I mean, because the Forrest right now is probably right. their maybe one of their best defensive linemen along with Nick Boza. You know, you got uh, you know a safety whose contract's up. I mean, keeping these teams together, we just watched what happened to the Rams. And now all of a sudden, if you're taking a cap hit on Garoppolo, paying over $30 million uh, to get Brady, I mean, you you shorten your window. Yeah, so it's about four. It, the only thing they have going, I think it's only $4.2 million in debt money if they if they get rid of Garoppolo. But yeah, you are, and you're also, you know, Garoppolo is, is, I mean, I'm not in the locker room every day, but covering that team is really popular guy, right? So these guys, they like Garoppolo. And so you're taking one of their friends out. Now, yeah, you're bringing in Brady, you know, so maybe that, you know, that can be worked out, but you're also sitting there telling the defense that we're going to pour all this money into the offense. And it's the defense that really got you there. It's tricky. These are hard these are hard things to do. It is hard to win Super Bowls, and it's hard to win them over a prolonged period. And it's almost like New England, um, they should just be appreciated as the, the ultimate outlier rather than like, oh, we can do this. this can, you can just keep retooling on the fly. Uh, I mean, that's just, it's, it's so hard to do. So, yeah, I think that that's fraught with us. I, I think that is a, that is like, we're out of Tom Brady ideas to talk about and write mm-hmm. about. So let's let's float that one out yeah, there. Create new it's ones. Fairly unrealistic. Yeah, I agree with you. I think Tennessee is a is a real pro, real possibility if he's going to go. Um, I think it would fit in pretty well there. But I, I still think he comes back to New England first. I do too. The, the finally to kind of wrap it up here on school with the professor. Uh, the one guy I can't figure out where he goes because it looks like he's going to go is Jameis Winston. Where does he go? I mean, how do you sign Jameis Winston? And sell it to your fan base. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, how do you sell it to your locker room? He, Jameis Winston is the most, one of the most befuddling players I've ever seen. There's times he's phenomenal. And then the next play, he's terrible. I mean, 30, 30 for 30, right? He got the 30 for 30. Um, I, I just, I don't know where you go with him. I just, I don't, what's the market for him? I mean, how how do you... How do you sell, like, hey, we, we just signed Jameis Winston. I, mm-hmm. I'd almost rather sign Mariota or, or Teddy Bridgewater or somebody like that. You can sit there and go, hey, you know, uh, I mean, it's almost like because of the recency bias, if nothing else. I think Mariota would be easier to, to sell to fans that we just signed him, even though he lost his job. But you don't, It's I don't know. I, I don't know what Jameis Winston goes. I don't know what his market is. Um, I mean, obviously he's going to be playing. He's not the worst quarterback. He's just, I don't know how you really think you can win with Jameis Winston unless you think 
I've got some stability or I've got a way to coach him or an offense that works differently, but they've tried just about everything in Tampa except stability. Um, so I, he, he will be a fascinating signee because he either stays and Tampa's got to sell that to their fans or someone else is going to sit there and sell this to their fans. Exactly. Hey, Dan Witzel from Yahoo Sports. Thanks so much for joining us on Schooled with the Professor. Anytime, man. Appreciate it. And that does it for this week's podcast. In between episodes, you can follow me on Twitter at Clayton ESPN. If you enjoy these weekly one-on-one conversations, consider leaving a review on iTunes or wherever you're listening to the show. Thanks for listening. See you next time on Schooled with the Professor.